drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Goodyear, Arizona and Tribe Spring Training. If you're tuned to this show when it airs on Saturday, the Indians will take on the Oakland Athletics this afternoon over in Mesa. That is a webcast-only game coming your way shortly after 3 o'clock. And then on Sunday, the Indians are back home. They're taking on the Kansas City Royals, and we will be on the air on the full Indians radio network with a 305 first pitch from right here in Goodyear. Good show lined up for you today. In a little while, we will visit with Indians outfielder Bradley Zimmer. Also hear from Trevor Bauer and get the up-to-date thoughts of Tribe Manager Terry Francona as he meets with the media each day out here in Goodyear. But the big news in camp this week, or at least one of the stories that certainly bears following now for the remainder of the spring, the arrival of Hanley Ramirez, signed to a minor league contract with that major league invite by the Tribe earlier this week. And we had a chance to catch up with the former three-time All-Star when he was playing for the Florida Marlins and uh, very recently with Boston. Some outstanding seasons in 2016 and 2017, but last season only 44 games before he was released by the Red Sox midway through last season. And uh, now he's trying to keep that career going and trying to do so at the age of 35. So how ready is Hanley Ramirez to play here in spring training after missing a good portion of the regular season a year ago? Well, he says he wouldn't be here if he wasn't ready. I'm ready to go. That's what I play in Dominican. You know, I play Winner Lee and to get some swing in and, and, and get ready for, for spring training. I was ready for this moment. I was waiting, you know, to to to, to a good thing coming to, to, to get back on, on baseball. And I'm uh, and I'm really happy to be here. Obviously a different summer for you last year. Uh, how did you handle that mentally and, and, and how quickly were you able to get back in the swing of things just being able to, to play winter ball? That was a little bit hard, you know, because it's something that never happened before to me. And uh, for my kids, you know, I have a, have a young young boy that I, he, loves, he loves baseball. He's really into a baseball and uh, he was a little bit upset, you know, but I, I talked to him and he understand it. You know, and, and now he's really happy to see me here, and, 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 and I'm going gonna, gonna to give everything that I got. How did the Indians become the team that, that you ended up with? Who, who contacted who, and how did that all work out? My agent called me, you know, and, and, and told me about the Indians and and a couple of other teams, you know, but I want to come to a contender team that I have a chance to, to win another ring. I know Terry Francona mentioned he saw you when, when you were just a, a, about as young a player as you can yeah. be. Yeah. Um, funny to, to see him now or, or different to see him now as a, as a veteran player? 
It's a little bit different for mentally for me. I, I still be the same young kid that he saw when I was in uh, my first uh, big league camp. You know, I got a lot of respect for for Tito. You know, the way he he treats the player and he treats me when I was a young guy. And expectations wise, uh, what is the expectation coming in here? How much do you think you have left in the tank to play well? A lot, a lot. You know, and, uh, I got a group of guys that are they, they like to win. You know, and and I just gonna you know get next to them and, and, and ride the train together. That's potential Indians designated hitter Hanley Ramirez and just to give you an idea of what could be if indeed he is ready to go and still has the good bat speed and swing. Ramirez back in 2016 as recently as 2016 with Boston hit 30 home runs and drove in 111 for a very good Red Sox team. And even followed that up in 2017, hitting 23 home runs and driving in 62. Last year, though, just 44 games before his release, he hit just 254 with six homers and 29 runs driven in when the Red Sox decided to go in another direction. And uh, we'll see if there's still anything left in the tank for Hanley Ramirez. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Bradley Zimmer. Indians outfielder on the comeback trail. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Infield in, Rondon sets the 0-1 to Zimmer. Swung on, line drive toward the gap, right center. It gets down a base hit. It'll roll to the wall. Santana scores, Zimmer around second, on his way to third, head first slide, a triple. Boy, that kid is something else. Here's the 2-2. Swung on line to center, moving toward right center. Leaping grab by Zimmer on the run. Falls to the turf and hangs on. Now Bradley Zimmer comes up with a highlight reel type catch every night. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Indian Spring Training Complex. Great to have you with us as always each week. Tribe Talk 52 weeks a year. You can catch it right here on the Indians Radio Network or on iTunes. Go to iTunes and uh, head to the Cleveland Indians podcast section. And it's usually up there shortly after the show airs during the weekend. You can also uh, pick it up on Indians.com and they have all the archived editions as well. So a lot of ways to get Tribe Talk. Here in camp. Another player that uh, the Indians are, are looking to come back from injury is Bradley Zimmer, the outfielder with all the tools, an outstanding defensive outfielder. We've seen that in the major leagues. He can run, steal bases. He can hit for power. And, in fact, uh, just a side conversation with Indians assistant hitting coach Victor Rodriguez. He was saying the other day that he thinks Zimmer has some untapped potential as a power hitter as uh, much power as anybody on this ball club heading into spring training. So will we see him this spring? Probably not. Zimmer had shoulder surgery last July, and that ended his season after just 34 major league games in which he hit 226 with a pair of home runs and nine runs driven in. He had run into the wall in Yankee Stadium trying to make a catch in early May and just never recovered and finally was shut down with the shoulder surgery on July the 20th. What's the rehab been like? Well, when we caught up with Bradley earlier this spring, he talked about a lot of long days right here in Goodyear, Arizona, trying to return to action as quickly as possible. 
I've been here for a while, you know, while well, most guys were, were home enjoying their off season, I was here grinding it out. But um, I think it was it was for the best for me, just given the situation I was in with my injury. Um, I think I you know made the best of it. Obviously, being in Arizona the whole off season, um, coming to the field is not exactly what you want to do. But um, you know, I put my career first, and I think it was it was definitely the right move being here and have being around the staff and and getting the right attention and help for for my injury and come back being 100%. Obviously you have a surgery and, and rest is important for that injury, but um, you mentioned all the, the access you have by being here. And how much can that speed the process? Because it seems like you're ahead of, of where maybe they originally thought when you had the surgery. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the rest I had obviously a little bit of rest when I first got here. Um, just fresh out of surgery and then you kind of ease your way into it um, so there, there's definitely a, a down period um, and then it just gradually kind of gets more and more and as the weeks go on you know you start to feel better and better and um, with all the work I was doing I think it was you know my my focus was to work smart rather than work hard like working hard but working smart at the same time and you know I've seen nothing but benefit and I've communicated really well with the staff that's been here and, and James and, and Lonnie and all those guys in Cleveland. So um, I think I've had a really good plan and routine going that's obviously paid off and I'm continuing to, to go through that in the spring and the season. Obviously there's the, the physical part of it, but I mean, one day you're on the field at Yankee Stadium and um, then you're trying to get some things done in the minor leagues and, and you end up having surgery from the mental standpoint, especially when that happens during the course of a baseball season, not an off-season surgery, how tough mentally is that for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I tried to kind of eliminate last year and just thinking about that and just focus more on, on now because I've done such a good job mentally, physically, of getting myself to where I need to be for this year. Um, so I feel like I'm in a really good place and I'm looking forward to you know being Bradley Zimmer this year in 2019. At the time of the injury, um, you're still developing. Um, what are some of the things that that you feel that you still need to, to work on and um, maybe take a step forward? And can time away sometimes to, to look back on things be helpful in, in some way? Yeah, I think you know, I had a lot of time to reflect and kind of uh, break down you know, what I want to work on, what I want to get better on. So um, I've definitely addressed all that. Um, you know, my play discipline, um, just you know, every aspect of the game, trying to critique and make everything um, better, you know, working on just form and posture and flexibility. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've targeted this off season um, that I think are definitely, that I've incorporated in my routine, my daily routine that I think are gonna definitely benefit me um, in the long run as far as health and just, um, you know, being, being functionally strong and, and ready to play. Team-wise, um, a, a different look in that clubhouse for sure. Um, what are you seeing in there and, and what are your thoughts? Obviously very early on in, in the process here with most guys getting here, but the time that you've been here, what are you seeing? It's definitely a different, little different feel. I mean, there's a lot of familiar faces, um, but there's also a lot of new faces. And, uh, you know, losing some of the leadership we had last year um, is is tough to see go. You know, guys like Brandt. Um, I think he was 
he was definitely a leader in the clubhouse and just from a position player outfield standpoint he was a guy that, that I think everyone looked up to but at the same time you know we have a lot of guys younger guys that are stepping up now um, and kind of filling those roles so versus having like one to you know a couple guys I think it's more of just like a group um, leadership that's coming together and I think we're still going to be the same same team and have the same um, outlook just um, a couple of new faces. When you look at, at your field, and I know there's there's the injury equation that, that you're working through here at the outset, but um, it's just a couple of springs ago where, where you were kind of the new guy hoping to get a chance and, and that type of thing. How much different is it for you now coming into a major league spring training in, in terms of what you've done and what you hope to do? Yeah, it's, it's, it is different. You know, I'm looking around seeing guys that are here for the first time and you can just tell by their, you know, their mannerisms and just walking around like it's like I, I remember you know my first one walking around kind of trying to sit down perfectly and do everything um, the right way and and uh, you know it's fun it's fun being on, on the other end and having that experience and just a little more comfortability in the locker room and and uh, you know being able to be yourself and um, and knowing everyone and just kind of having that um, team camaraderie I guess just um, any ideas on, on when when you'll be able to, to play in games and, and really start to, to do the things that you like to do to prepare for a season? Um, yeah, I think that's it's still day-to-day. -day. Um, you know, everything's leading in the right direction now. I haven't had any setbacks. Um, everything's been, like I said, everything's been going great. And um, I think we're just going to continue my progression. And, and uh, hopefully in the next week or so, I'll be able to kind of transition into maybe seeing some live pitches and and uh, activity to more tailored towards game um, activity and, and such. And when you look at the, the type of injury that you had, um, it impacts both hitting and, and throwing. Uh, which one's a little bit more difficult to get through right now? I think throwing is, is probably the last thing to, to come along, um, 100%. Uh, you know, as I knew going into this, just talking to the doctors and my surgeon, um, he said that, and guys that have previously had the surgery that I did, that throwing is kind of last thing to come, but, um, you know, everything feels really good. I'm really happy where I'm at right now, and I think it's just a matter of time until it's, it kind of clicks and I'm back to being 100% physically. And obviously you're getting to a, a real good place, both mentally and physically. Uh, you mentioned, though, that talking to the doctor about the surgery, and it just seems in pro sports we take it for granted. Someone has surgery, they come back, boom, no problem. Yeah. Um, the day after surgery, though, what goes through your head? Are there ever thoughts that, you know, hope this thing worked, or you know, what if that is? Yeah, the... it definitely. I mean, the first couple of weeks are the hardest because it's like you're in a sling and you can't move, and it's your shoulder, and it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if this is ever going to be the same, and it's just it's not it's not the funnest time, <laughs> and you know, there's definitely some questions going through your head but you know at the start of this all this I told myself you know it's just going to be a long longer process um, stay with it mentally you know it's not it's not going to overnight you're not just going to be able to do everything again uh, which I did um, and I'm continuing to do and it's you know the results are showing so I'm just going to keep having that mindset and and sticking to my plan and routine that I've had throughout the offseason 
and continue that through spring and the season. I know you don't have anything to compare it to, but um, I mean, the training staff, you look at some of the things they've done. They got Michael Brantley on the field last year coming back from an injury and, and many, many others. Um, how impressed have you been with, with what they've been able to do for you to, to get you in a good place? Yeah, they've, they've been awesome this whole, this whole time. Um, you know, we've developed a pretty good relationship and, and been able to work together this whole time and figure out what works for me versus what you know plan they had in, in store from the start. We were able to alter it and kind of communicate with, with one another on, hey, I don't like this as much, I'd rather do this. And, and then, I mean, just the communication, I think, is the biggest thing between player and, and trainer and um, injury. And, um, you know, I've stayed on it, I've stayed on it daily and haven't missed a beat. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me is, is just committing to my plan and, and um, you know, knowing there's going to be bad days, knowing there's going to be good days. And, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, at the, the end of the tunnel is that the day that I'm, I'm back and playing and have my job and I'm getting to contribute to being on this team again. That's Indians outfielder Bradley Zimmer, another player that we'll keep an eye on here this spring to see how that progress is returning from injury. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Trevor Bauer. Always interesting to hear from Trevor, and uh, that's exactly the case here as well. So we'll visit with the Indians starting pitcher after this timeout. Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Indians Spring Training Complex. If you're tuned to this show live as it airs early Saturday afternoon, we will have baseball on the web for you only today, a webcast only broadcast today from the Oakland Athletics Spring Training home over in Mesa. Then the full radio broadcast. Hammy will be back on uh, tomorrow afternoon, Sunday afternoon, a 3.05 first pitch against Kansas City right here in Goodyear. Well, a big key to the Indians' fortunes this season, no secret about it, the success and health of their starting rotation. It has been absolutely tremendous in recent seasons, and the Indians looking for much of the same this year. One of the key pitchers for sure will be Trevor Bauer as he looks to continue what was an outstanding 2018 campaign before he got hurt. In 27 starts, he was 12-6 and six with an earned run average of 2.21. But then the right ankle injury sustained after he was struck in that right ankle by a line drive off the bat of Jose Abreu in early August in Chicago. That effectively ended his season. He did come back at the end, worked out of the bullpen in the postseason, but it just wasn't the same for Trevor Bauer. Now, he has spent most of his offseason refining, working, tweaking, trying to find the edges that make him an outstanding Major League starting pitcher. So when he gets to spring training, he was saying earlier this week that he has a little bit different outlook than most on what spring training should be all about. Uh, it is a big difference in the sense that it's a relaxation period for me. Um, spring training is kind of my offseason. Um, I'm preparing for a season, but the workload that I experience in spring is much lower than any other time of year. Um, and so I enjoy it. It's a refresher mentally. You get to hang out with my teammates, you get to joke around, enjoy the camaraderie of the team, 
and you know get ready for uh, a season um, an exciting season and uh, yeah it's fun I, I enjoy it down here the weather's nicer than Seattle so uh, well usually you get to be warm and um, enjoy being outside and playing the game you mentioned Seattle. That's just one of many places. I know you you like to travel to different spots um, just for enjoyment of it. But how much of your travel is baseball related? Trying to get some things done to prepare for a new season. Um, basically, all of my travel is either baseball or business. Um, I think I was in of the like eleven or twelve different places I was in this year. Only two of them were non baseball related or business related. Um, so I try to maximize my time um, and I can go places and enjoy vacation while also being productive business or baseball wise so that's kind of how I try to run things and maybe this is too broad a question for for a shorter period of time but the places you went to this offseason specifics wise what were you able to accomplish that you feel real good about heading into this season um, on the baseball side of things <coughs> I was able to I worked a lot on my changeup. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so my changeup will be much improved this year. Um, I was able to. I'm in a good place physically, mechanically, um, command-wise. Did a lot of work on that. Uh, so I'm pretty well prepared uh, personally to have a good season. And then I was able to go connect with a bunch of my teammates um, around the country and um, work with them um, in different ways, uh, whether it's telling their story about like Leonis, like what he went through last year, helping fans understand like how serious it was, or Neil working on a new pitch, um, you know, Clev <clears throat> seeing his family and uh, trying to help promote him and get his name out there since he should be a much bigger star than he is uh, currently. So um, just stuff like that that I enjoy. Uh, I got to go down to Puerto Rico and I uh, was going to see Lindor down there. He ended up not being able to make it to the specific weekend that I was there. Um, but I got to connect with Jose Barrios and Javi Baez and see a little bit of the culture down there and talk to a bunch of youth kids about pitching and you know be part of uh, their continued education and love for the game of baseball. Um, so it was, really, it was really fun in a lot of different ways. And you mentioned getting teammates' stories out there. and uh, Tell us about that platform that, that you use to do that and, and how you can get their stories out there and maybe something that in the long-term future for you is, is something you might enjoy. Yeah, it's part of my plans for life after baseball, um, which hopefully aren't, uh, hopefully it's not life after baseball for the next 18 years, but uh, you never know when um, your time comes. But basically, um, it's called Momentum Films on social. It's uh, at watch underscore momentum. Um, and the idea is to solve three main things. Uh, baseball just doesn't do a good job at recruiting young fans for whatever reason. Uh, the average fan age is like in the 50s and all other sports, main sports in the U.S. are in the mid-20s. Uh, so that doesn't look very good long-term uh, for the sport and its popularity. Uh, the second thing is um, to help uh, players uh, not in markets like New York, Boston, Chicago, and L.A. Um, have a platform to get their message out there and to get fan exposure and grow their off-field brands and um, followings and stuff like that because that's good for everybody involved. Uh, and the third one is I got tired of traditional media outlets being able to control what's you know what the public thinks about me um, and cherry pick certain words or certain little things that I say that are out of um, that are not really uh, the tone or the, the overall message that I was you know speaking about um, that's something that's happened my entire career and I just am finally so sick of it that I decided to do it myself so now 
there's a video uh, production platform that can show athletes in uh, casual settings, wearing street clothes, eating dinner, playing mini golf, hunting, whatever, whatever they like to do, talking about themselves and what's important to them and uh, what they care about and what they're truly about. And I think that that's really what fans want to see. Um, and hopefully we can get enough distribution uh, nationwide and all the baseball markets that guys like Mike Clevenger can be exposed to markets like Seattle or uh, Los Angeles or um, San Diego West Coast uh, teams that you know really have no reason to know who Mike Clevenger is right now. Um, you mentioned just making sure that, that you get your message out there. And I know um, at times the arbitration case the other day talking about that and, and sometimes on social media, sometimes people uh, get on you a little bit. How do you balance that part of, of your personality with just wanting to be as good as you can be a Cy Young candidate as a pitcher? Uh, I had no friends in high school. And one day um, I woke up at 5 in the morning. I went to the pool, did a lot of baseball work tried to work on my mechanics and stuff, came back home, took a shower, and was looking in the mirror after the shower, and I was like, man, I, I kind of like what I see. I think I'm a fairly intelligent guy. I do well in school. I'm fairly good at baseball. I'm going to go and play in college, go to the next level. I feel like I'm doing something in my life. I take care of people that actually care about me. I'm a good son. I'm a good friend. I'm a good uh, brother, and I like what I see, and so I don't really care what other people think. Uh, as long as I can look in the mirror and like what I see. So uh, for the first, or for, since that time forward, uh, that's basically been my mindset. I don't really care what people that I don't know have to say about me because it doesn't influence me. I can still look in the mirror and be proud of who I am, uh, the decisions I've made, handle myself with integrity and honesty and uh, character. And if people don't like that or don't want to take the time to really see that side of me, that's their, that's their, uh, prerogative they don't have to but I don't that doesn't bother me so I just focus on what's important to me my friends my family my teammates being better at baseball um, helping people um, building my company to help players to help athletes uh, stuff like that so much of the offseason switching the baseball team uh, so much of the offseason about the changes for the Indians but What's still good here? What has you excited about this season that, that maybe people are overlooking? Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of that, to be honest. We went through it last year a little bit. And, you know, how, how are we going to replace Brian Shaw? And now this year the entire offseason is about, you know, how are we going to replace Brantley and Encarnacion and Yonder Alonso and Miller and all these guys that we lost? It's like, does no one realize that we have, like, probably the best pitching staff uh, in baseball? Um, still here. We have two of the top five MVP candidates and uh, Ramirez and Lindor. We have like, we have legitimately like <clears throat> four people in our rotation that have been in contention at certain points or should have been in contention for Cy Young. And the only reason Bieber hasn't is because he came up halfway through last year and hasn't amassed the volume. Like people should be excited about this team. We have a lot of young players, a lot of young blood. Um, people that are going to play the game intensely and with speed and uh, intensity and um, passion and all that different stuff. And for anyone to sit there and try to judge how the season's going to go before the season is just asinine. Like, and look at our team in 2016. Like, no one thought that we were going to be good, and we went to the World Series and played the best team in baseball that year to a tie. 
through seven games with a lot of injuries and you know whatever like it's just look at the Braves last year no one really thought the Braves were going to be good or the Brewers or whatever you know going into the season teams emerge it's not who's the best team on paper as we found out in 2017 and 18 you know it's who plays the best and we have all the pieces here to play the best it's, people should get off their complaining horse and just relax and wait for the season to start and enjoy the enjoy baseball yeah, one thing about Trevor Bauer, you know where you stand. He certainly is not afraid to voice his opinion on so many different subjects, but that's uh, what makes him tick, and he is just a tremendous competitor, and the Indians looking forward to having him in the rotation this season. Stay with us. When we return, we'll hear from Tribe Manager Terry Francona after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona, the Indians Spring Training Complex. And it's our final segment of this week's show. And throughout spring training, what we try and do on our shows, normally uh, there are interviews that aren't necessarily timely in terms of uh, what's been going on day to day for the tribe. But we do try and do that on our shows during spring training, catch a little bit of the flavor of Terry Francona's daily press conference with the Cleveland and national media here in spring training. So we take a look back at yesterday. A lot of updates on injured players like Jason Kipnis, Francisco Lindor, and others. The status of Hanley Ramirez and other subjects as well from the tribe manager. So let's listen in on his presser yesterday here in Goodyear. Is everything all right with Kipnis? He's got his left, uh, what do you call it, a quad hip flexor. He, he's fine. He's actually been doing everything. He's going to run the bases today. We just haven't put him in a game. Um, my guess is you know, he's not going to travel tomorrow. He might play Sunday. So Goody and Anderson are scheduled to pitch Sunday? Yeah, Goody, Goody had a uh, sim game yesterday, yesterday it, was, it went really well. Will you still, I think you said with Goody, you might like throw a couple extra off days? Well, that's what we did in the first 10 days of camp. Okay. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, he'll communicate with Carl and those guys on how he's doing, but we're certainly going to check with him to make sure how, how he's bouncing back. You have a bunch of guys who, quote unquote, need to bounce back from last year, right? Even guys who weren't even here, like Carlos Santana, didn't have such a great season. You have Kipnis, you have Naquin, Leones Martin. Does it concern you that maybe they pushed themselves too hard too early, or how do you take that? No, I mean, uh, if that's the biggest problem we have, we're, mm -hmm. we're going to be okay. Guys right. pushing too early, you can always pull them back. I'd rather have that than have to kick them in the pants every day. I mean, I mean, they regardless of what kind of contractor they have or how much money they're making, they all want to be good. I mean, that's, you know, that's just human nature. Um, there's, but their spring training is, the way they have it is for a reason. You have to get ready for a long season. And if you do it improperly, you kind of set yourself up to either fail or get injured, which is really the same thing. I know you haven't seen him in games yet with, with Hanley and, you know, just the signing just basically just happened. but. He played in the Dominican. He was hot and cold. Obviously, he was let go by the Red Sox last year. How do you expect him really to contribute to this team? If well, he does? well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Okay. I mean, 
like we told Hanley, our goal is to see the best of him. That's what we'd really like to do. If that if that happens, this is a guy that kind of is a middle of the order type bat. You know, it's a different situation. You know, getting let go by the Red Sox, they were contractual thing. You know, I mean, we we don't have that here. We we just now it's going to go on performance, and we have a need, and we hope he can fill it. That's the idea. When you have a player who has been a star like Hanley, and has such a tough time personally, and you know he's been very open about that, how, how do you guide him for the whole chip on your shoulder, trying to show up? Um, you know, maybe the Red Sox, what they're missing out on, and just you know what, I'm not game. sure that. I, I I mean I might be missing some things. I don't mm -hmm. read a ton. Uh, <laughs> I think we try to treat everybody like stars. That's kind of how we feel. You know, if they walk through our doors, you know, they, we want them to be, feel respected. And, you know, and then in return, we ask them to play the game the right way. And, you know, you run balls out and, you know, respect the game. That, that doesn't change for anybody. Matter of fact, you have to hold the veteran group to the highest standard or it doesn't work at all. You can't be just yelling at the rookies. That doesn't, that doesn't work at all. Forever, forever long uh, uh, Frankie's out. Will you look for somebody to primarily fill that spot and then have a utility guy? Or are you looking for a utility guy that can fill that spot and then? That's a really good question. And I think I'll have a better answer in about three weeks. <laughs> when we get towards like the 20th of March, and we know where Frankie is. You know, that's that's my best answer right now. Tito, you told me you were seeing um, some of the guys today. Did you get a report of any progress in his injury? Or not yet? He I haven't gotten regular. anything yet today. Um, we had a, what was it, domestic violence thing we had to sit in on, so we've kind of been going different directions today. Are there any plans, will you guys play Bowers or Santana in the outfield at all? Bowers is playing tonight. Okay. But I didn't know if that would be like a regular thing. I talked to him the other day about it and just kind of laid it out there kind of realistically. You know, if Hanley's on our team, somebody's got to play left field. And I asked him, I said, help me, you know, do this the best with you. And he said, he goes, I can, he goes, just tell me the night before, you know. So he's been taking balls out in the outfield. So he'll probably he'll probably do a lot of both. I mean, he's 20, 23 years old and he's young, and you know, again, I'm not trying to trick him. You know, well, I'll talk to him. And I told him to communicate back with me, but I, I think he thinks he's going to be able to handle it just fine. If he can, it makes us a better team. And Ramirez strictly DH. Just just tonight. Oh, Hanley. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, because Hosey's yeah. Hosey's DH in tonight. Yeah, right now, we're not asking Hanley to do anything else but DH. Right. Obviously, Moroff's got more experience, but when you look at Moroff and Matthias, what have, uh, what's jumped out at you with those two guys here in the early going? Well, I mean, Matthias is a kid that's younger in his development. Yeah. I mean, Moroff's already been to the major leagues. Um, you know, you look at that group of young guys, we have like Ernie, Clement, yeah. Matthias. They're fun guys to watch play. You know, they they need experience. They need to, you know, play the game, but they're fun to watch because they have a ton of enthusiasm and they seem to appreciate any innings they get. Um, so it makes it kind of fun for us. That's Tribe Manager Terry Francona, and that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
Hope you can join us next week from right here in Goodyear, Arizona. Until then, for Brian Matze, helping to put together our show on a weekly basis, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.